The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWM Podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined this week with the creator of Carnage himself, Crusher Crave. Welcome to the show. All right, guys. How's it going? I'm doing very well. I'm, I'm excited to have you on. You're, you're a man of few words, usually, so it's, it's nice to be able to, to actually speak to you. Um, but we have yeah. had one one long conversation when I drove you from Inverness to Aberdeen once. That's where that's made yeah. it, the length of it. Yeah. Um, but the first question is always the same: How did you get into wrestling? What got you hooked? Uh, oh well, I got I got to wrestling young because uh, when I was a little kid, uh, my mum watched wrestling, and before I was born, my my granddad watched wrestling. So it, it was always in the, it was always in on the house, you know, like it was always on TV. My mum was like a a big fan of uh, surfers thing, so I always remember him when I was a kid. So yeah, it pretty much uh, I got really into it when I started watching WWE when I uh, saw the Undertaker. Yeah, I was a big fan of him, so that's where my uh, that's when I started liking it a lot. So surfers thing and, and Undertaker. So would that be like old like the uh, um. Purple gloves, grey gloves, kind of Undertaker, or was it more into the Archie Dera side of things? Um, I started watching him about. It was when he had that mask on when he uh, when he had purple gloves, um, the white mask he wore. It was like uh, similar to the one that Bray Wyatt wore. That's when I started watching it. Oh, the guy's face yeah. broken by um, Mabel, I think it was. Yeah, I yeah, it yeah. That's it. Yeah, and then he uh, got the mask. Uh, he got the mask ripped off by Bret Hart and one of the Royal Rumble matches, I think it was. So, yeah, I think that's when I started really watching it at that point. All right. So, 96, 97, something like that. Um, right. So, how did you go from that to actually actively pursuing to be a wrestler? Um, I mean, when, you, when you're a fan of wrestling, you always kind of want to do it, you know, even when you're a fan. It's just, it's there. You you always think, oh, I, I want to do this. I want to do choke slams. I want to do this. And um, I think when I got to like the age of 17, 18, I just started looking at schools and obviously there was none in Aberdeen. Um, so I went down to a training school in Glasgow and I did one seminar, but it just wasn't, uh, it just wasn't like, uh, couldn't really afford to go down all the time, you know? So um, eventually I found out through some of the guys in Aberdeen that there was a new promotion starting up in Kirkcaldy at the time, which was WrestleZone. And uh, that's when I went down there and started training with them guys. And yeah, it was really good from that point. I think, I think I've heard uh, before, it's like there was a groupie in Aberdeen they would all just bundle into a car and just... Yeah, that was, that was the great... Yeah, that was the best part. So like no bus fares, just we all like chipped in like £10 of fuel and <laughs> we drove down. So yeah, it was good. Good times. So you're, you're one of the taller guys in Scotland, actually, just for, for wrestling in general. Did you have a bit of an athletic background before you decided to go for wrestling? Did you do things like basketball, football, anything like that? Um, 
like I did a little bit of football when I was in primary school, uh, but nothing in like secondary school. It, like sports wasn't like a really big deal to me. I was just a big fan of wrestling, and you know, obviously, I never tried it until like a you know started training. So, just, I guess I was athletic enough. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and how, how was that first proper training then? So when we did uh, go down to wrestle, because we, we'll just we'll forget about that one session in Glasgow, because that's like your intro. I'm assuming a lot of cardio yeah. stuff. So how was it like actually <laughs> doing the bumps and actually doing some of the wrestling? It was it was crazy. Like I think we did like a five hour training seminar or something the first time we went down. And I was just I just remember being absolutely dead the next day. <laughs> you could hardly move. But yeah, no, it was it was fun. Um, that's when I got to meet uh, Johnny Lyons, and uh, I think when I met him, it was just like, yeah, he's a he's a great guy. He's he's very welcoming, you know. So like, I think him alone just made me want to come back, and and obviously all the Aberdeen guys, I was like good friends with them. So I I think I just fit in properly there, so it was good. I suppose the difference between going down to, like, say, going to Glasgow yourself and you have to chip in for all your expenses, whereas you can pile five, six of you into one car and you can all just trade stories and woes and and uh, push each yeah. other on. So there's, there's like, no excuse where you can't go. It's like, no, it's a tenner. Get in the car. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It. Can't moan yeah. that. It's a tenner there and back. So, you know, it's definitely worth the money. Absolutely. And uh, Johnny Lyons, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm going to start, trying to actively pursue to get him on the podcast because I think that would just oh, be yeah. it would be chaotic yeah, funny interview. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a great guy he's just nuts though oh, I've, absolutely I've heard him do uh, one for Tuck of the Draw and uh, he, he relayed his story about being in the cinema and I really <laughs> just don't think I don't think I could handle an interview with, with Johnny without just, just laughing for the majority. And I don't know if he would be oh. in on the joke. <laughs> so I'm just being... that, 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 that is guaranteed. He's just a funny guy. And yeah, when he tells you some of his cinema stories, it's, it's just hilarious. Incredible. Yeah, he's, a, he's a good dude, though. Really so, good dude. So according to the, the good folks at Cage Match, the Germans, uh, they, they say you made your debut in 2009. Are they correct in that? Yes, yes they are. They are. Uh, I think it was about May 2009. Uh, yeah. Brian Tucker, it says your first opponent was as well. No. no. <laughs> of course that's me, right? Yeah, my, <laughs> my, my first opponent was Sisto. Uh, oh, squash right. match with Sisto, and I think it was, uh, it wasn't, a, it was like Bonus, Bonus Town Hall, and there was like 14 people maybe, and uh, I, that, I think that was the most nervous I've ever been for a match, and it it's like fourteen people, <laughs> so yeah. You get that, I suppose. It's if you if you're if we've got a sea of people. I mean, you did have the anarchy, and it's over a thousand people, so you can't pick out faces. But when you're there's fourteen, you're like, there you are, there you are, there you are. Oh, one of you's left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what was it like? What you say? Nervous? What was it like going to that first match? And when were you told? And do you think you're ready for it? No. No, I, I even said to the guys, I'm not ready. I'm not ready right now. And they just said, uh, you know, just, just go out there and, you know, do do like uh, what you have to do and get through it. But they says you'll be fine. And I was just like, nah, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. You know, I, I'm like one of these guys, if, if, I'm, if I'm training or doing something, not even wrestling related, I like to make sure I'm ready before I take the next step, if you know what I mean. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm... 
yeah, I need to make sure I know what I'm doing. So, yeah. So, yeah, it was very nerve-wracking, that's for sure. And uh, were you always just the, the big creator carnage, the big beast as you came in, or was there a bit of a, a, a curve from you starting to, to get that character? I was I was just Crusher Crave, you know. There was no like nicknames. They just says, "We'll go out. You you go out there. You have a squash match with Sisto. Uh, do some of your signature moves and go home." You know, that was pretty much it. I mean, before that, we did do uh, like uh, I think yeah, we did do some birthday parties, and they just announced me by my my own name, and I had like a female manager, but like she she did she didn't like uh, last too long. But yeah, that was bizarre as well. Very bizarre. <laughs> uh, I know it's 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 funny. It's uh, I mean I don't I, I don't want to I don't know if you want me to reveal your your real name for for everyone to see. But when my wife was like, oh, oh everyone knows that's fine. Uh, well, nowadays the, one of the biggest wrestlers in the world is Walter. So it's like oh. yes. <laughs> but but uh, when, when my wife found out your your name, she was like, really? I didn't place him as a Walter. Yeah, I get that a lot. He can still hurt you, probably. <laughs> Walter or yeah. not? That, that that my name was passed on from my dad. Like my dad was a like a like you know if he was alive now he'd probably be about seventy or something. So yeah, like you know it's an older generation name, but I think in a way it's kind of cool because you don't get to see anyone my age with that name, so it's kind of new again in a way. You know? Absolutely, it's weird. I, I think I went through life meeting no billies, and then now they're just everywhere. It's I don't know how it's happened. <laughs> you still can't find my name on on things uh, in in shops, though, which is the just biggest pet peeve in life. Um, so, you went, where did Crusher come from? Then was that just uh, placed onto you, or was that a, a choice you made? I think it was just kind of like uh, like you know, like me and Aberdeen guys were just kind of throwing ideas out and. I, I actually can't remember who came up with the name. It just, I know, like, I remember someone says, how about Crusher Crazed? And I was like, no, that's horrible. And, uh, but like, I like the name Crusher, so we just added my last name onto it. It was fine enough. I like that. So, good bit of yeah. alliteration. Um, I, it was, again, it wasn't on the actual uh, cage match, but I have a feeling that I remember you telling me about, uh, a, some matches didn't like McDuff. Um, was it just for a camp tour, or like it wasn't All Star, was it? I can't remember. Um, was no. that quite early on? Uh, yeah, I think that was 2010. But I think it was Power Slam Wrestling. Uh, I think it was Jason Rotanda. Well, yeah, it was Jason Rotanda that ran that for uh, quite a few shows. I can't remember what I disliked though. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember. Jason Tanner, like, of uh, course, uh, former ECW star. Yeah, yeah, no, he was a he was a he was a good guy. He was always nice to me, so yeah. I, I no, just remember. I, a good experience. I just remember going past. Like, I used to drive from Elgin to Newport Sligo every day for work, um, f for ridiculous reasons. I still remember seeing the sign, clear as day, yellow, form train with former ECW star Jason Tanda. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a partner, that's for sure. Yeah, um, so he was a nice enough guy, though. So that was two thousand and ten. Um, I've I've got brief notes of of 
where we went till I saw you for the first time, which was Aberdeen Anarchy, uh, the first time in the beach ballroom. Uh, but in the interim yeah. of that, you, you came in, Crusher Crave, and you're affiliated and then kind of joined Sterling Oil. Um, mm-hmm. Again, was that just more of a decision? Were you comfortable with like speaking or was this a way for you to kind of join a group and not have to do as much speaking well, to the crowd? Well, I remember when I... Uh... When I first started doing squash matches, the guy says, just just don't speak, you know, because you're doing squash matches, just just go through it. And then um, when, I, like, I, I wasn't too comfortable to begin with when I was to, you know, when uh, my matches started getting longer, obviously you need to start speaking, you know, so the crowd doesn't lose interest and stuff. So um, I think when I really started picking up that is when I actually worked for... Jason Rotanda and his power slam wrestling. I wrestled a guy called um, Cameron Craze from England. And uh, he just basically said to me, yeah, just, just, uh, he was just talking through like uh, what I should do during the heat and, you know, like what I should say, you know, just uh, like just little things to try and work the crowd. And I think from that point, I, I kind of, I got it right away. It was like, yeah, I like that. Really good. I mean, especially for for yourself being like doing the squashes and just being the, the big monster, it, it doesn't take a lot. Uh, you just have to, you're just you're just shouting a lot, but it, it's it's all in context, I suppose. At the same time, um, that's all I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so before uh, you you won the Regal Rumble, first of three, then you broke away from mm-hmm. Sterling Oil and. You end up facing Johnny Lyons uh, in the main event of the first Abernathy in the Beach Ballroom. Uh, so it's over a thousand people. So at this point, you would have wrestled maybe a couple hundred, like at Northern or the Summerhill Hotel or what have you. What was it like going into the main event of the first Abernathy, considering there's guys like Billy Gunn and Hacksaw Jim Duggan there? Oh man. I- that was so nerve-wracking, honestly. I mean, uh, the the worst part was because, like, we got in at the I'm sure we got in the venue about eight a.m. So like, we had to wait all the way to like nine p.m., half nine, until our match came on, and we were just so tired. But uh, yeah, I just remember pacing back and forth. It was the most nervous I've ever been, and uh, obviously getting to work with with Johnny was uh, was uh, something I really wanted to to do because. I, I really like Johnny, so yeah. And um, no, it was it was nerve wracking. But the minute I got through the like when we when I went right through, I was fine, totally fine. Uh, this would be your first title belt as well. I don't know if you're if you're a belt guy, if it's something that, that is important to you, or is just a case of right, I've gotten through it. What's next? I mean, it it was cool because like I got to. Uh, I think the good thing about when I first became the champ was I got to wrestle all these other guys that had obviously a lot more experience, like Big Demo, uh, Jack Chester, you know, all these guys, TJ Rage. And I think when uh, I started wrestling them, I I actually started getting a lot better myself. And I started learning better as a big man because I started picking their brain about things. So, yeah, I think, like, as... As, uh, as far as the belt, I, it doesn't really bother me. No. It's just a prop, really. No, it's there. But it's, it's nice to have it in main event and, you know, obviously get longer matches and 
wrestle people that are a lot more experienced. So, yeah. That must be a bit of a, a, a marked change. I don't, I don't know if you had to change your style as much because you seem to be, because you're with Sterling Oil, so of course the bad guys. And then, of course, you mm-hmm. broke away with them. So automatically the fans would, would start cheering for you. But did you find that you had to change much at all, uh, other than maybe do a couple of high fives on the way to the ring? See, uh, when I first turned uh, babyface, um, I was like doing what I did as a heel to begin with. I was just doing squashes with the Sterling Oil members. And then um, when I got to like uh, the, the first ballroom show, that was my first like long match. And... <laughs> we we did the match. Uh, there was a spot in the match where uh, Johnny did a, a drop kick, and it, like my leg was hooked in the rope, and like my, my whole body just went upside down. It looked like I broke my leg, and um, then uh, <laughs> Johnny goes to whip me, and I like I hit the turnbuckle when uh, we got backstage. Billy Gold wasn't happy <laughs> because he was like, "He he just did that massive spot. You should have whipped him." And so we got a bit chewed out, and uh, but like once Billy. He, he was just trying to, like, you know, help us. And he, he said to me, he's like, you need to learn on your selling. So, like, from that point, I just said to the guys, uh, when we're at training, I want to work on selling as a big man. Because, obviously, as a heel, you don't really you don't really need to do that as much. But, obviously, when you're a baby face, you're on the ground a lot more. So, yeah, that's – I think that was the hardest part about transitioning into a baby face. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, you did all right for your first run. Uh, so it, it's, it's, as far as you kept the belt until next year's Average Anarchy, um, for possibly one of mm. my favourite stories in WrestleZone uh, ever, just because it was so it was so simple and yet so effective. Uh, it was, of course, you and Jack Jester. Mm. Uh, very easy story. It was just Jester, I think, was he one of the first people to beat you, but it was by DQ. And then you end up getting DQ'd constantly on the run up to it because you kept getting up too angry for for it. And then it culminated with him uh, hitting you with a chair and tombstoning you. So, so yeah, how, um, how much of the process was, were you involved with that? Great. Yeah, it was it was a great story actually. Like the first match, obviously, it was all about him playing mind games and. Um, you know, eventually he picked up the corkscrew and then uh, I picked up the chair, he spat in my face and then I went nuts and started beating him with a chair. And then obviously that chair got used, uh, the, the chair came back for the uh, ballroom finish for when he tombstoned me. And, you know, uh, yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed that story a lot. Uh, the only thing I would say is I wish the matches were a little bit longer. Like each time we went back through the curtain, they were like, yeah, that was like 14 minutes. Like, Really? Felt a lot longer out there, but yeah, it was really, really fun. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, yeah. it was so tense. I was like front row for that one. Uh, I can't believe how tense it was because, of course, uh, for those that are not aware and they should get on DVD, um, Jester pulled one of the camera girls and threatened her with a corkscrew. And then, yeah. and then, and then yeah, you were like, oh, no, don't. And it was like, oh, my God, there's a man behind the monster. And I might be reading yeah, too much into no. it, but there was there was so many layers into that uh, story that I found. I, I like, I love how wrestlers, they have a narrative. It's not like, this is the big show. This is who we've got. There's, there's, it makes sense. Um, yeah. Is that something you quite enjoy, that there is, there is storylines, so you kind of got your motivation for each match? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think that's the one thing I enjoy about WrestleZone. It's more about the storyline and what we can do to progress it. I mean, you can have a match, but 
you can have like a cold match, but like if the fans aren't into it, I'd rather have like a story to like hold on to, you know. So like fans are into it. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, what one example that I'll always pull out is Damien versus Richard R. Russell, which was oh, yeah. I think maybe count five wrestling moves. <laughs> that was about yeah. it. But the place yeah, was just no, electric. Much, yeah. I remember being in the back and it honestly you could just hear how loud that place was. It was so good. So good. Uh, then we moved on to got the title back at Battle of the Nations and uh, you went into did you go to Aberdeen Anarchy the next year? As no, you didn't. You lost it to Joe Coffey. Remember now? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm getting confused, and yeah, because then uh, Swift went then year after. So the year after was you win the Regal Rumble again, and facing Scotty Swift. Probably not the best memory for you, and uh, I'm bringing up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the match was it match ended suddenly because of an injury. Um, yeah. What were your initial thoughts when it happened and just everything around that? Um, it was just, it just happened really fast. I mean, um, as soon as uh, I went to the top, like I'll say right away, nothing Scott did was wrong. It was all, it was all me. When I jumped off, like my legs weren't flat. One leg was up like a, like, you know, like a little bit bent. So as soon as my knee, hit the floor, it just pushed right up into my hip socket, my hip my hip socket, it just exploded. There was all, like, these little pieces, like, in, you know, it was just exploded. It, crazy. And um, as soon as I landed, I knew right away I'm, I'm injured. So um, the worst part about it, though, is when I landed, I, I knew I had to roll over at my back. And when, when you break your hip, it's weird. You only want to stay on the side. Like, you can't lie on your back just because of the way it's, I, I don't know, just the way it is. And um, I just remember, oh, God, I have to lie on my back and Scott has to do a bridge over in me. It's going to be awful. So, yeah, um, and, like, I just rolled over, just got over with it. So, like, um, when Scott was in the middle of the pen, uh, Denzel was counting to three. I said to Dennis right away, look, I'm injured. I know I'm injured or something not right. And, um, yeah, it, like, I think I was in the uh, building for about uh, an hour before an ambulance came because there was, like, all these parades going on. So I was just lying in a ring. And the worst part is when the adrenaline wore off and I was in so much more pain. Uh, but, yeah, like, the it's just crazy. It all just happened so fast. And, I mean... When the paramedics came in, I kind of don't really remember much of it because they just gave me, like, gas and just kind of knocked me out <laughs> and uh, put me on a stretcher. And I just, the only thing I remember is when they were stretching me out and uh, Johnny Lines is, like, coming over and he's crying. He's like, oh, you're too young. You shouldn't be me. I should have been in your position. And I'm like, Johnny, let me go. I'm injured. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> and he was just, like, hugging me. And I'm like, mate, I, you need to leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just can't remember much. It was just, it was just crazy. John, yeah, Johnny, like, uh, just going right. No, I'm injured. I'm a bit dead. Come, just calm yourself. <laughs> oh, I think he'd be drinking a little bit as well after his match because he was like hugging me and he's like, "I love you, bro." And I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> let me go." <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that that went. Uh, of course, you're out for well till the fall in September. Um, yeah. 
and you kind of uh, your your Facebook page, uh, your fan page, it kind of just went inactive. Did you just were you a little bit uh, just done for wrestling for a little bit while you're healing? Was there a bit of a uh, I don't know better bit towards it just because you couldn't do it? I, like that? No, I think I was just more. Um, worried about if I couldn't perform the way I wanted to so I was kind of just waiting to see how my recovery went and um, I didn't want to post anything just in case I decided to like obviously walk away and, and I, I also thought if I did return Crusher wouldn't post on social media and stuff like that so I'll just keep it silent and um, yeah like when I when I got injured I, I went to every single show well as much as I could and I went I went to training every week just so I could be around it, you know, just so I didn't want to be, like, gone from wrestling for, like, a year. When I come back, I'm like, oh, no, I, uh, there's little things that I'm not remembering, and, you know. So I, I think it was a good thing be, still being around it. But, yeah, no, that's that's pretty much what happened. Just stayed silent. Uh, and, of course, you came back September. That was when they did Avrianarchy later in the year, um, which... Some liked, some didn't. I didn't care. I got to see wrestling in the ballroom. Uh, I'm, I'm happy either way. Uh, your announcement, your return was announced, and of course, uh, Big Bad Crusher booted Scotty Swift in the head and joined Sterling Oil <laughs> again. Yeah, I love that. I, I really enjoyed that. I've been oh, a baby face for so long that I just was like, oh my God, I can't wait until I, I turn. Oh my God, it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I remember up to the balcony because it's the best seat in the house. But uh, I was up in the balcony watching it, and me and uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Watt, we were both going, "Oh, it's, he's going to do it! He's going to do it! He's going to he's going to kick Scotty!" And then we were still like, as soon as he did it, we we're like, "Oh my god, he actually kicked Scotty!" Amazing! It was good. I, yeah. I really enjoyed that. And then you went straight back into to going against Scotty again, which which involved lots of punches to the head and yeah. the world's biggest uh, kendo stick. Oh, that was in the, that was in the follow-up match, I think. Uh, that was, yeah, I think that, that was the... Think, wait, that was maybe, like the... Uh, the Rumble. Yeah, the Rumble. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was a crazy night in itself. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I remember the... the did you put together the world's largest candlestick? Whose idea was it? Was My idea. I, I, I've done it before. I, I done it in, uh, when was it? Uh, one of the uh, One Wild uh, one wild Night, you know, the over 18 show we did. Right. Um, I, I wrestled Alan Sterling and we did like a hardcore match. And I was like, yeah, I had a massive candlestick in that one. And that was... Alan in that match was just hilarious and then uh, I took out this massive kendo stick like what you saw with Scott and then uh, Malice was with uh, Alan and uh, Malice pulled out this like little mini kendo stick uh, yeah that, that, that broke me I was like oh my god <laughs> I just yeah. remember uh, Big Show, uh, it was Big Show and Seamus and he would take out this humongous chair that they'd made yes. <laughs> or or yeah, when he had ladder yeah. matches, he had the big reinforced one. And oh, was man, that was crazy, yeah. I don't know how. I mean, you you hit him with it, but I was like, just by the size of it, I, like, I don't know how you did it because there's no way you got any force, but it still made this like noise as, as it hit him. Um, <laughs> that's 
that's the greatest thing about a kendo, you know, like you can hit it full force, it only stings for a few seconds and then that's it. Uh, and then that's how it feels. We got past that. I'm, I'm, I'm rattling through your wrestle zone stuff here because we do have stuff going around. I've got loads of questions in as well, which is always good. Yeah. Um, so you're doing that, and Sterling Earl eventually got disbanded at uh, mm-hmm. an Aberdeen Anarchy 20, what's it, eight, it was 18, 2018. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've written down very little of this. I have a very strange encyclopedic knowledge of, of WrestleZone now. And yeah, went into went into a feud with Connor Ingles. Ingles, am I saying that right? Connor Ingles. Mm-hmm. Fine. Connor Ingles. Uh, Ingles. Yeah, Ingles. I feel really bad when I see his name because I like I, I think I know how to say it, but I'm certain I'm wrong at the same time. Uh, I think we. I think it. I think at one point we've all said it wrong, so it's okay. <laughs> he, was, he was Ingles so for a long time <laughs> in, my, in my notes or when I was saying it out loud. <laughs> and. This is a very different thing because you're doing squash matches, but it was a different sort of thing because, of course, mm-hmm. folk were rooting for Connor. I mean, I'm not saying folk wouldn't root for a Sisto, but, you know, it's a different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it like working with, with Connor initially just as a an opponent? Uh, no, he, he's... I mean, he, he, you could tell there's something there, you know, I think... Once he's uh, once he's been polished up a bit, I think he's gonna be really good. Um, but I had my like uh, I think the first match was at Summer Hill with him. Uh, it was like the Open Invitational, and it was just a it was just a yeah it was just a squash match. And um, I just remember when uh, like the follow week they were like, oh, yeah, we're gonna put him in the Rumble and have him eliminate you." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's good." That that'll be a big pot because no one will expect that because I've just I've just literally squashed this guy so yeah, and then obviously it just it led to like this big feud and it, yeah it was really good I enjoyed working with Connor really good kid. I was uh, again another favorite Rumble because Malice died. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not we all heard that he died. stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, uh, I, 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 Caleb was saying that it, it, when he did it, he went oh. Was, was that pretty much the reaction backstage as well when it happened? Pretty much. We thought the floor had broken. <laughs> it's like, oh God, what, what just happened? That everyone thought that Malice was dead because from our angle, we have like we had like a live feed, but we only saw like the back of Caleb. So we just saw Malice go over the top rope and all we heard was the thump and it's like, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was, that was fun. <laughs> we had that, and then of course uh, Connor eliminated uh, yourself, and then had Rudo winning, and then all the chaos with that. It was uh, one of the most wildest. Uh, just that last year uh, before uh, everything started to to wind down, of course the world ended. It seemed to like dresses was really picking up on these moments that people outside of this bubble in the northeast were actually picking up on, um, mm-hmm. which uh, unfortunately has been cut short, of course. So. Yeah. Went from that, he teamed with them, and then somehow you end up as tag team champions before the world <laughs> ended. So it seemed to be that that Connor he learned you learned the spirit of Christmas, and that's how yeah. he ended up as champion. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess fun, another huh? bit of a different side of you because it's more of a, a comedic 
the side of yeah. Griffin Road. Um, again, for, different. for those kind of skits and that was, was again, where you, where you had a lot of, of input in the content or were you kind of directed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I showed up at training with my Christmas jumpers, so I was ready for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, yeah. It, we both had like input, you know, and uh, we were all just having fun with it. We were just coming up with mad ideas, like what we could do and, you know, obviously these ideas haven't happened yet because of the pandemic. But you know, yeah, it, I'm I'm actually enjoying that like comedic side because I I really I was I was looking forward to uh, me and Connor against uh, Alan and Caleb at the Rumble because that was that was planned. Uh, you know, after we did a yeah, it was uh, for the Rumble, and I just thought me and Alan could have like uh, a lot of fun with that. Uh, so yeah, no. I really wanted to do more, so hopefully we'll we'll stick to it when we come back. I hope so because Alan and Alan Sterling's one of the funniest wrestlers that people should yeah. know. <laughs> and see what you see, what you what you see in the ring is what we see in the the back. It, it traded. That is just Alan twenty four seven. It's crazy. I, you don't I even love, have the volume turned up. <laughs> I, I still love uh, mixed martial Alan. It's still oh, one of my favorite things to ever watch. Uh, this I still occasionally I'll go back and watch the the vignettes with with him doing that because it was just yeah, it was so funny. Um, I I I really liked the one when he was Lord Alan Sterling and he was in the farm. That's one of my favorite ones. That's just amazing that one. Uh, that and then uh, Malice, of course, uh, continued the the tradition of calling you Cruncher. Cruncher crab. Yeah. 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 I didn't expect that on my return as well. Came up with that. I was like, mm, almost breaking me here. Hurry up so I can boot you. <laughs> um, so just a little bit before that, before the, the official face turn, of course, I'm skipping Aberdeen Anarchy 2019. Uh, of course, you're in the ring with Bingo Balance and Lionheart. Uh, which is a bit weird because about three, four weeks prior, I'd seen you wrestle Lionheart in ICW uh, in Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, of course, Lionheart's no longer with us. Uh, everyone knows that. So what was it like? Getting, I know Lionheart was about in the early days wrestling. So what was it like getting into the ring with him in ICW and and uh, one of his, his last matches? Yeah, no, like in the early days of WrestleZone, he, he used to come along and give us like private seminars, you know, like maybe... Like maybe like once a month or something, and we we learned a lot from him, and uh, yeah, he taught us a lot of just little things. Um, and when I got to work with him, he he was always one guy I really wanted to work with. And uh, when I got the chance to work with him in the ICW, he was open to just like everything. He just said, uh, "Whatever you want to do to me tonight, just let me know. We'll just have fun and." Yeah, he said, this is your night to shine, you know, because obviously it's your first time being in ICW. So he really wanted me to do as much as I, I wanted to do in that match. So, yeah, I had a, had a blast working with him. Uh, the the uh, Aberdeen Anarchy match, the triple threat, it, it didn't go... It wasn't, like, the, the greatest thing, but it was a good enough match. I enjoyed it, and... Uh, I always love working with, with Bingo. He's a great guy as well. So yeah, um, I do. I, I remember from that ICW match. Just I didn't really, I didn't expect it to be as competitive, just because 
he was the champion at the time. I thought it would be a bit yeah. more one-sided. But no, I'm, I'm glad that it was one of the matches where it had wrestlers on guy and the crowd kind of reacted appropriately. Because, mm-hmm. uh, of course, there was the other match, uh, which I don't think aired, Scotty Swift and Arn Echo, where everyone was confused what to react to and how to react. Because what was happening... Yeah, I heard was, about this. Yeah, Scotty was, was like, kind of the heel, but he's in Aberdeen. So people were cheering him. <laughs> and then... Yeah. And then Aaron Echo was supposed to be the face, but he was being a bit of a dick to the crowd. So there's my one. Uh, so, so people didn't know how to react. It was just a very awkward match. Uh, so I was kind of worried when, when you came out, I was like, oh, I hope this isn't like that. But it was just, yeah, it, it definitely worked. Um, so moving about from from WrestleZone, you did some stuff in rock and wrestle as well, mm-hmm. uh, which is how we, we, we had our, our long car journey. And a, a very yeah. small Cleo uh, with your, yourself <laughs> in the front, Joey Legend in the back, and then my wife, because I picked her up halfway. Uh, we got to Elgin. Yeah. Um, you, prim- you started with Switch. So you came in, did squash, booted him, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And then you had a bit of a, a ongoing feud with Aspen Faith, who I'm aware is one of your, one of your closer friends as well. Yeah. So it was like getting to work with, and I know we will mention just the chaotic street fight. It was like working with, with Aspen and, and Rock and Wrestle and Sammy and, and all that. <laughs> it, it was weird. It was like, it was just like, well, I'm wrestling Aspen. It's just a different ring. You know, like me, me and Aspen, we like, yeah, we, we love working with each other, you know, because I think it's, we just like trust each other a lot, like with what we want to do. And I think we're quite similar in what we want to do in the matches and stuff. And, um, yeah, like, the, the only thing I didn't like about the street fight was obviously when uh, Sammy took my black hole, she ended up getting injured, and she ended up in hospital that night, so we were in we were in hospital for, like, a couple of good hours. So, yeah, uh, like, other than that, I always enjoy working with Aspen. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember whenever when, after the match happened, I went to Instagram and I saw Sammy with a... We're, we're laughing about it now because it's fine, but uh, yeah, a broken collarbone, and I was just like, Jesus, that's just... I mean. <laughs> that's from a black hole as well that's just mental because I class that as like probably like my safest move in my arsenal you know it's just like I'm just wasting you there whereas like she just I think she just like because it was the only move she was taking in the match she just went for it so like when I swung her she was all the way up here I'm like whoa what's going on and just as soon as I landed I was like oh god she, she's done so yeah but it's just one of those. I'm so I'm so surprised that was the moment because I think I remember uh, at some point you threw Aspen off the stage. Yeah, through just there's so many things that could have went wrong, and that was it. The safest move that that could have done, and it was the one that caused injury. Um, and you also popped up in Discovery Wrestling, Discovery Wrestling in 2018 as well in the in the Derby. Um, is that a company that did they approach you, or were you trying to like I want to get involved with this group? It was, uh, well, obviously they had Disco Derby coming up and um, Aspen and Sammy put my name forward and said to Alan, oh, you, you need to really get uh, Crusher in. And then, then from that point, uh, you know, he messaged me and it was a done deal. So, yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, was there any other companies that you kind of wanted to, to get to when, when shows get back? Because I think you've covered pretty much all the, the big ones in Scotland, certainly now. 
think so, yeah. I, I'm happy with where I work. I don't think there's any other be like, like jumping to, to work there. So, yeah, happy with what I've done. Just to continue with, with WrestleZone. Um, I've got a note about face paint because uh, you started to bring that in uh, towards towards the end uh, of, of your current run. The the one that I'm really curious about, I mean, I'll ask about your inspirations of the face paint, but the purple face paint that you had for uh, Anarchy 19, what, what right. was that inspired by? Because I, I didn't know. I thought it was a sentinel from, from it's, X-Men. It's, yeah, I, th- I think uh, I got told that as well. But do you know what? There was nothing behind it. I just uh, showed up uh, at ballroom and whenever I've got face paint on, uh, it's always Aspen that does it for me. It's not me. So, like, uh, like Aspen was like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know, just something cool. You know, because Aspen, he's, he's just great at just coming up with things. And he just did that. And I'm like, I don't even know what I have. Uh, the only the only one I actually requested uh, for Aspen was uh, the Punisher one because I really wanted to like have the Punisher lines and that was the only one I actually kind of asked for. But like Aspen is so creative that when he when he puts face paint on you, he just makes you look like a badass. So like when I always do the big shows, it's like yeah, I'm gonna get Aspen. It make me look like a badass, a bigger badass than what I look like. So yeah. There's no right. reason behind the purple ones, so yeah, sorry. Well, that, that's all right. At least I've got it from the on the horse's mouth now. There was no reason, and I can just I can just make it up in my head. Uh, but yeah, I, it's exactly that. It's the, the bigger the show, you go all out. It's like when you go when you see the, the wrestlers at WrestleMania, they've always got their their fancier gear for the big shows. Yeah. Um. So I think that's that's pretty much most of my notes here. So we'll go over to the, the fine questions that we've got and i'll start oh with facebook <laughs> so i don't have to look over here for it um so we'll start with uh, we'll start with connor connor inglis has asked do you want some turkey yeah once his mum's ready give me some <laughs> don't know how to react that one, <laughs> 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 one. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we've got uh, christopher og I can't see your surname. Sorry, Christopher. So we'll yeah. stay with that. Cast, ca- oh, yeah. My number one fan. Cast, <laughs> Castany, we'll go with. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, I do have a note about it, but he's asked the question, so we'll, we'll, that's all good. It's with, with successful... Oh, God. It's words I can't say. With successful <laughs> fundraising campaigns for charities behind him and many satisfyingly crushing wrestling achievements to date. Right, it's a question mark there. That's wrong. Uh, what is Crusher's most satisfying moment this far in Scot in the Scottish wrestling scene? So, what's your most satisfying moment in wrestling so far in Scotland? I think making it to the ballroom. You know, I think it was the most satisfying moment for all of us. You know, just because we'd uh, worked so hard uh, performing in front of the crowds that we normally did, like you know, 150, 200, maybe even the littlest of 50 people, and going to like a a big like big venue like that where a thousand people and we had people like Billy Gunn and Hacksaw on the same show I think I think that was my favourite overall moment that we that I've had in Scottish wrestling and obviously main event in the first ballroom show with uh, Johnny Lyons I think that was very special to me but yeah um, just, just to mention about, about like getting the imports and, and people coming through um, I don't know if you listen to wrestling daft at all but uh, Grado continually sings your praises anytime that, that Aberdeen and WrestleZone's brought up. Uh, so he must have made an impression, uh, especially on him. 
Anyway. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a great guy as well. Uh, when I got to work with him in the WrestleZone, he was he was just open to everything. Such a nice guy. He's exactly what you'd expect backstage. Exactly what you see. Um, and when uh, when I was at ICW as well to wrestle Lionheart, uh, when Grado saw me, he came running over and hugged me and says, "I'm so happy you're on the show." And he, he was saying that he wanted. He was uh, he kind of wished that he got to wrestle me on ICW. So I thought that was really nice of him. You know, he's a he's a nice he's a nice guy. Really so maybe that's, that's one for the future. Uh, he's also asked, and also who is one that you'd like to crush the most, but has not yet had, has not yet the chance to. So who who would be opponent that you'd like to to face? Caleb Valhalla. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, happen. That that's that's a match I I want for an average anarchy. That's <laughs> oh, I I I think we could have a good match, definitely. Might, I, I don't Caleb think he'll so be the. It wouldn't be the prettiest, I don't think, but you'll be sitting there going, oh, oh no. <laughs> Hard hitting. That's going to be fun if it ever happens. Yeah. Uh, are you quite like, a hard hitting? I mean, of course, I've seen you wrestle, but uh, are you quite a hard hitting wrestler? Do you like to, like Bradley Evans was uh, on about, he liked taking pain, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but are you that kind of same scope where you don't mind getting a bit of a, a heavy hit? No, I don't mind as long as you don't make, break my nose or. You know, I, I'm comfortable with people being snug. I'm I'm snug in the ring. Um, I, I kind of have to be with my character, you know, because I have to make my stuff look really devastating. So, yeah, I don't mind a bit of snug. So it's good to have that in wrestling because you don't want, like, someone that, that kind of holds back and when they hit people, it doesn't look good. I think your stuff, yeah, I, I prefer snug. Uh, yeah, for to, if, if someone's going to hit you hard, it kind of gives you a bit of uh, permission as well to, I'm going to hit you hard back because yeah. you've hit me. That's, <laughs> it's like a rule, it's a rule that me and uh, Scotty Swift have got, like, you know, like we were in the ring together. It's like, yeah, let's just, let's just do it. You know, we trust each other. So we'll just go for it. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll go back just because you mentioned Scotty. Um, we, we already spoke about your, your injury and your hip and what have you. What was the scariest part of, of coming back? I mean, you did the big boot as your first move, which I assume is not the easiest one to, to think of, especially because it's hips. Uh, but was that first match, were you quite trepidatious about going into it? I was actually okay because um, before um, I returned to the ballroom, I was actually in ring training uh, before ballroom. And I could have wrestled at the ballroom, but I said to I said to the guys that I'd rather take the time to make sure that my body can handle what I'm doing, especially with the hip. So yeah, it was just getting back to basics for that like four months or whatever before Battle Nation. So I was ready. I was definitely ready. That's fine. Uh, right. So back. We'll go to the Twitter now, and we've got four odd questions, which we'll have a lot of fun with. I'm four sure. odd. odd. <laughs> well, it's, there's definitely. Maybe one. I'll go for the first one. Uh, so Conan has asked, uh, who'd win in a fight, the Crusher Milkshake Cat or the Nesquik Bunny? Crusher Milkshake Cat? <laughs> I don't need a reason. It's fine. <laughs> <That's> fine. <laughs> uh, so we've also got Scott, Scott Swift asking, who's your, least who's your least favourite opponent and why? <laughs> the... You know what the funny thing is? Scott already knows the answer to this. 
I'll just say I'll just say uh, briefly. I'm not going to get into it because I'm not going to uh, make it a negative or like you know the podcast negative or mm-hmm. anything. Say the least favorite person I've worked with is uh, Congo Kev, Kevin Williams. Uh, simply just because I think he was unprofessional, and um, I'll leave it at that. Well, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll draw and line that. Um, so we'll, we'll spin into positive. Most favorite opponent to work with. Oh, jeez. Does it have to be one? You can mention a couple if that's any easier. I think I think the most favorite match I've been a part of is uh, Big Demo because I think I learned a lot. Uh, working with Big Demo because uh, I got to go down to his wrestling school with some of the guys and um, he, yeah, he's got a great mind. I really enjoyed learning from Big Demo. Um, other wrestlers I've enjoyed working with is uh, Noam Dar. I really like working with him. Uh, Bingo Balance, um, Scotty Swift, uh, Aspen Faith, uh, Zach Dynamite. Bradley Evans, I, I actually really really enjoy working with Bradley. Um, try to think of who else. Uh, yeah, Damien. Oh yeah, Damien. I think Damien's the most underrated wrestler in uh, Scotland. He should be everywhere. And uh, Sean Johnson. They they would be the yeah. guys I would pick. Um, so that's just the majority of the core core wrestling roster. But yeah, it's 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 a. Uh, I suppose when you wrestle that often as well, it, not only is it you enjoy it, but it's quite easy uh, because you know what each other does and uh, it's not yeah. a case of you having to come in and go, right, what's what's your signatures? What's your move? What do you want to do? It's like, right, okay, this is what you do usually. I'll do this. There we go. Right, there we go. Uh, all good. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's uh, matches I've seen pretty much all of them, except I, I didn't see Halloween hijinks, you and Demo, and I... Got it. I'm sure it's on DVD. Well, so we'll uh, I think it's on. I think it's on DVD. Oh, it was a. It, I really enjoyed that. That was my favorite big man match I've had. Definitely. I mean, you had during your. I think maybe your second, probably your first run. Um, you had so many. You had uh, Jackie Polo. I think at one point, didn't you? As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was that was another good match as well. Um, just different stuff in the match. It was really, really good to learn from him. Yeah. So we've got Dino Del Monte. He's asked, uh, "You're a six-man tag. Your partners are Bronson and who else?" <laughs> oh God. Okay, Charlie Bronson. And I probably have to pick Bradley Evans because you'll be upset if I don't pick him. <laughs> uh, I remember when we did the we were doing the tournaments that I can't obviously I can't say the name of the team that yeah that you were yeah <laughs> uh, and Bronson was brought up. Is that so, is that a thing outside of wrestling. I know you like movies, so we'll probably get onto that in a second. But as yeah. Bronson, someone that you, uh, well, it, it, it's just one of them things. Like uh, you know, like you know, like when you have like a lazy day and you're like, right, I fancy watching a movie. I watched this Bronson movie. I've never seen it before. It doesn't look that great. I watched it and I just thought this movie is absolutely ridiculous. What's going on? And um. I, like a message, Bradley, and then Bradley started watching it. And, um, <laughs> he loves it as well. And, like obviously, Bronson's like favorite word throughout that whole movie is our nickname for that uh, team, and we just started using it on each other. And like we're we're even in like a a group chat together. We're just that name, <laughs> call each other that. It's just like 
yeah, <laughs> the movie was just awesome. It's nuts. Uh, so for those who are see you next Tuesday. You can you can you can gather it from there. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Bradley's asked. He, he got involved. He put which comic and movie characters would you like to team up with the most? Okay, movie character, no doubt it'll be Terminator. I'm a massive Terminator fan. I just, I've got, well, even the entrance would be amazing. Coming down on motorbikes and the song You Could Be Mine, Guns N' Roses. That'd be cool. Uh, comic book character, I'd say Batman. That's, yeah. that's quite a combo. <laughs> Batman, Crusher Crabe, Terminator. Plus, it, plus Batman in a wrestling match means he's got prep time, so we're winning. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you brought up Terminator again there's another thing I was very aware of that you're you're well into your movies and I know that Terminator is one of your favourites again this is from this very two hour brief two hour drive that we had uh, I remember these things but um, what is it about Terminator was it something you you watched when it came well, I watched it when it came out but but uh, was it something you caught trust me man when I was little, I watched all the movies that you should not be watching when you were a kid, and Terminator was one of them. I was just a massive fan. I loved Arnie when I was a kid. And uh, I, I, at one point when I was, like, 14, I had, like, every single movie of his on VHS. Like, I was a big Arnie mark. So, yeah, I, I love Arnie. So Terminator, Terminator 2 is the best movie of all time, in my opinion. You know, just my opinion. <laughs> but after Terminator 2, that's when the franchise died. Just the first two. It's good. Did you enjoy Rise of the Machines now? No, that was horrible. I didn't like the guy that casted as John Connor either. It was not good. Uh, I remember I went to see uh, Salvation in the cinema, and uh, yeah, it was not long. I, I had surgery uh, on my well, lower back area, so I couldn't sit for long. But this is the first time I was allowed out of the house for any period of time. <laughs> so I went to see Terminator <laughs> Salvation. And, oh my god, it was the worst film I've ever seen in the cinema. And I saw Bringing Down the House, and I've seen <laughs> some terrible films, but I saw it was very empty. It was cinema too, so it was a small cinema in Elgin at the time. And I sat there at about an hour and a half in, and it was like, I don't know, I was talking about, um, oh, he needs a heart. And I just shouted, oh, give him yours. I'll give you my heart. Like, oh, for God's sake, why am I here? I have to go. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, you know what? The Salvation movie, I really liked the idea of it. It was just terrible. You know, I liked the idea of it being set in the future, but it could have been done so much better. So much better. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gripping, so I'm never going to walk out of a movie, but it's the closest I've ever come to just going, nah. I don't care what happens in this. I'm going home, and it's just <laughs> awful. Um, but yeah. but yeah, so so it's outside of wrestling. When you were, you said you went to training when you were injured in that. But it's outside of wrestling. Is that pretty much your kind of passions, movies, and or have you got anything else on the go? Uh, I like to. I like movies. I like uh, comics. I like. Uh, I like. Uh, uh, well, since the pandemic, uh, my children have actually got me into Fortnite. So I've been playing Fortnite a lot, and um, Sammy, Aspen, Bradley, they all play it as well. So that's kind of our way of catching up, you know, just like getting a headset on, playing a few games and kind of rather than meeting up. So other than that, all I really do is just like spend time with the kids and do stuff with them. So, yeah, pretty boring. So, 
I uh, Fortnite, I tried. I just I couldn't get it. It was too. It was, everything was going too fast for me, and I was just like, no, no, can't do this anymore. I'll just uh, I'll I'll stick with the. Well, I think the only thing I play now is WWE games or uh, Uncharted. Maybe if I'm feeling oh, a bit. Uncharted's so, a good game. I like Uncharted. Oh, uh, I replayed most of the well, first two again when uh, they came out in the PlayStation Store for free. I was like, I'm having yeah. them, even though I played them years ago. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely love them. Um, so you said comics. I'm assuming you mentioned Batman as someone they'd have on your team. Are you? Is there a, a distinction? Are you a DC guy, Marvel guy, uh, or just a comic guy? See, you know one thing I don't like about comics. They've got something very similar with wrestling. You get like. You get like wars between Marvel and DC. I, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. I like both, but I'm a bigger fan of DC. You know, um, uh, oh yeah, like, yeah, I, I like both, but I'm more of a DC guy. I know more of the DC characters. But yeah, Batman's my main, main comic that I would read. If I'm on Marvel, I'll, I'll probably read a bit of Spider Man or Venom. Um, did you ensure yeah. uh, the Zack Snyder's I prefer DC just because it's more gritty. I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I watched the whole thing. Amazing. We're, we're not on the same page for that. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, no, yeah, no. no it's, 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 I, I love it. It's that thing. It's like, I, I'm not here to go, you're wrong, but oh, no, I couldn't. I didn't oh, like, no. I didn't like the first cut. So like we're, we're all entitled. We're, we're all entitled to our own opinion. I I absolutely loved it. Bradley as well. He he loved it as well. I I just thought it was really good. I really dig Ben Affleck as Batman. Oh yeah. I just wish we could get a movie with him. There's, so there's, cool. there's so many things I, I liked the characters, but four hours. Come on, <laughs> just I took well, me to see what. <laughs> see what I did was I watched two hours of it because it went in parts. So, like, I stopped at the two-hour mark uh, because I just finished night shift. I went to bed, and when I woke up, I watched the other two hours. Much easier that way. So, if, yeah, if no, they, I, enjoy, if, I enjoyed uh, it. What they, they were saying about putting out as a miniseries, I think I would have enjoyed it more as a miniseries. I still probably would have watched it in a block as four hours, mm-hmm. but I think at least would have I could have digested it a little bit more that way, or at least had the choice to. Where I, I had a choice yeah. to anyway, but I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here now. I've got six hours uh, before my wife gets home from work. I'll just, I'll, I'll just get through this. And so you just... watched it all in one, did you? Yeah. Oh man, I would have done that. <laughs> I'd be dying at the end of that. I mean, for the first first one, um, I think it was it was the first one. I never saw the end of uh, the first cut of it because I got a copy which wasn't quite legal, and it cut off the last ten minutes of the film, so I never saw the end of it. Well, the... The theatrical cut. Yeah. So I never saw oh, it. Oh, it, it ended with Flash's Superman having a race to see who was faster. Oh, God, I'm glad. I think I'm glad I didn't see this. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm... I'm yes. well, I, I like that. Yeah, like... yeah? No, but I was just... On you go. <laughs> no, no, I was just saying that it was a bit... The theatrical, the theatrical cut was just a bit more cheesy. It, they just had like cheesy lines, like uh, like at the end when uh, they wanted to race each other. Superman was like, "Oh, Bruce said if if I beat you, you have to buy us brunch." And I'm like, "What? What's going on here?" It's cheesy. 
Uh, no, I'm much more into the, the Marvel side of things. Although I love Shazam. Um, but I think Shazam just, was great, man. I love Shazam too. I think it's just because it's the most MCU film that DC put out. <laughs> I just, I loved every second of it. I, I knew nothing about Shazam going into it, and they're just, just great. Are you, because yeah. you got kids, I'm assuming you got Disney Plus, so have you been delving into the uh, yeah, I've got this, I've got. I, I've got Disney Plus. I've kept up to date with all the Marvel movies. Um, we, I've not watched uh, WandaVision yet. I am planning on watching it. I'm not too keen on the look of uh, Winter Soldier Falcon. I think it kind of looks boring, but don't know how it is. Well, I um, mean, again, it's, it's just uh, bias, but uh, I, I've watched the series through Falcon Winter Soldier twice now, so it's it's... Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, it depends on your taste, I suppose. Uh, One division, I think it's, yeah. it's a matter of taste as well, because the first couple of episodes are a bit uh, odd with like the sitcommy stuff, yeah, I've heard and then that, it picks yeah. up. So um, again, just just down to taste, and but no, that's pretty much it. I'll, I'll, if I'm going to the cinema now, it's it's uh, superhero films. That's about yeah. It. I'm pretty much the same, yeah. Uh, right, so I'll go back to some of my stupid, well, my stupid questions, which you're probably aware of. Uh, the first one being, what's your favourite dinosaur? <laughs> uh, it's got to be boring, but uh, I wasn't really a big fan of dinosaurs growing up. It didn't really interest me as a kid. Sorry. Probably uh, T-Rex. I'll just be boring. Just be a classic. That's, that's absolutely fine. Everyone's entitled <laughs> to their, their dinosaur choices. Um, I, I was, I was, yeah, I was more an action, ma action man when I was a kid. That was my thing. I was like getting all the latest action man toys and stuff. You remember them? Oh yeah, I had the action man that had the, the flick at the back and his eyes moved. And yeah, like uh, yeah, and, no, uh, I, that that was my thing. Or Power Rangers. I used to be a massive fan of the Power Rangers. Oh, I loved that. Amazing. Uh, but I remember the uh, action man had uh, the, the parachute one, when the one that came with the parachute. Um, I threw it out my bedroom I window. I had that one. Yeah, I threw it out my bedroom window. It landed in a thor oh. like a humongous thorn bush, like right across. And that was the last time I used the parachute because when I pulled it out, it just shredded. <laughs> I had it for about yeah. a day before I did that. So I don't think my folks really wanted to buy me any more action men because, you know, I didn't look after that <laughs> one. <laughs> and that was yeah. over. Uh, Power Rangers, just uh, Mighty Morphin, Zeo, or how far did you get? Just Mighty Morphin. I didn't like it when it started going on to the the other ones. Just the Mighty Morphin. And favorite, Tommy. Tommy, classic, classic choice. Yeah, I, I like him as the Green Ranger more than the White Ranger, though. I prefer the Green Ranger. I liked his uh, was it the Dragon Sword? Oh yeah, and had the the massive. I can't remember the name of it, which people will be shouting at me now. But the the massive turtle thing as well. Um. Oh. No, Titus, Titus or something like that. Hang on, I'll find out. It'll bite me otherwise. Uh, Tenatus. Just sounds like you kind of hear anything. Uh, Tommy Oliver. Very easy to find these things. I'll find it in a sec. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Tommy's about. I, I, Jason was my, was my guy. Red Ranger. Jason was cool as well. Yeah. Uh, my other stupid question is, what would win a fight, two sheep or one cow? One cow? 
Any particular reason, or is it just 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 off the cuff? I don't know, just because it's bigger, I guess. So yeah, it depends how much thought, think thought you put, think how much thought you put into it. Uh, it's, it's, some people are like, uh, is it a ram? Is it a Highland cow? It's but no, it's ah uh, okay. But if, I'm going with if you go for cow, that's absolutely fine. It's it's your prerogative at the end. Um, so outside of of wrestling, we've mentioned movies, mentioned all that kind of stuff. You also before lockdown happened, uh, you raised some money for charity and shaved your mm-hmm. head. So yep. what was the thought behind doing that? Uh, what both of them or just like? Uh, both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first, like, I've always wanted to do something for charity, and I thought, like, you know, with the wrestling, I thought it would be good to kind of, like, promote promote something so people could help out. And um, I thought, like, obviously, a Little Princess Trust is obviously about children that, you know, obviously lose their hair and all that. And kind of makes me think, you know, like, what if that was my two kids, you know? And So, yeah, it kind of makes you think all things like that. So that's how I started off the Little Princess Trust, and... Um, the second one with uh, shaving my head, um, I love animals. I specifically love dogs. So, to, yeah, it speaks for you. So it speaks for itself. I just uh, love dogs. So I just decided I'll shave all my hair off, raise some money. And uh, once you did it, I was like, oh, classic look. It's a, it's a good look, the whole bald head beard. Is that a look that you're maintaining? Are you, are you going to continue with the... Still bald. Still bald. Still bald. Much easier um, to manage. <laughs> it is, and I quite like it, yeah. Um, it's much better than getting up every day and having to brush your hair, find a hair bobble. I live in a house with three women, well, two girls and a, a woman, so, like, it's hard to find hair bobbles sometimes, you know, so, like, where are they all? Uh, so, yeah, no, I prefer having no hair. Screw that. It's just, yeah, it's, it's much easier. I mean, what, what my, now when mine grows out, I've got a full head of hair, but no one believes me because it's so fair at the top. Uh, but yeah it, yeah, it gets that whole horseshoe thing going and it's just, I'm 30. I don't want to look 50 uh, at this point in life. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much wrapped up all my kind of questions that we've got here. So we'll go for future, uh, stuff in the future. We already mentioned that you're quite happy in WrestleZone. Um, not us for... for uh, going elsewhere, uh, just want to do what you do. But uh, let's say dream matches, if you wrestle anyone, who would it be? Undertaker. Uh, of course. I, I, I knew it was going to be Undertaker. As soon as, as, soon as I that left my <laughs> mouth. Um, yeah. Did you base kind of a lot of your offence? Because I know you did a big boot, and of course Black Hole Slam is more of an abyss thing. But did you kind of, any other big men that you kind of picked and choose moves from? Um, well... Um, I would say that obviously Undertaker would be the main guy I would look at. The only thing was I didn't really want to use too much of what he'd done because I didn't want people thinking, oh, he's just he's just taking all his stuff, you know. I don't think I really use any move that he does, apart from the odd joke slam now and then. And then um, I think the other guy I watched was Vader. You know, because Vader, like, with his... Obviously, when he punches, he's just punching them, though, you know. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just got crazy strikes. But, yeah, him and I liked watching stuff with Brock in his early run. And um, I think that's pretty much it for the bigger guys that I watch. And uh, outside of, of them, when you're watching wrestling, is there anyone that you particularly like watching wrestle? 
other than the Undertaker, of course. What from nowadays? Um, past, present, future, whoever. Who, who's who's uh, yeah. what you enjoy watching? Well, I'll go through a few. Um, I'll say like nowadays, I would probably say AJ Styles or Roman Reigns. I like Roman. Um, past Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, and I like the uh, Macho Man and uh, Razor Ramon. It's got all. Uh, and I like Sting obviously because I was brought up with him. Uh, like seeing him on the, the TV. So yeah, I would say that was my main guys. I would say. Awesome. Right. I know that you're pressed for time, so we'll we'll finish up with uh, your your social media. So if people want to know more about Crusher Crave, how can they find out about you? Uh, they can find me on Facebook under Crusher Crabe, um, uh, Instagram Crusher Crabe. Uh, this is all just one word, no space, obviously, for a username. Uh, Twitter Crusher Crabe and TikTok Crusher Crabe. TikTok. Oh, no, you, um, I remember seeing TikTok. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you put any on your own? Uh, you can put some more your own stuff on um, there I'll or... I've put on like I think three videos. I'm I'm, I'm actually just enjoying watching what's going on on TikTok. It's actually there's a lot of funny stuff on there. It's crazy. Uh, it's it's the easiest uh, hour you can waste to, and come out of it going. I have no <laughs> yeah. idea what I watched. It's it's all a blur. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'll leave you. Thank you very much for for joining me today. Uh, oh, no I'm problem. Sure thank that you. Once, once shows bring come back up again, uh, I'll try and grab you again for another another chat and we'll, we'll speak about upcoming matches and all that kind of gubbings. Um, yeah, no yeah, problem, man. Thank you very much for joining me today. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate it.